What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 223. This week with a little bit of a bonus episode, we got Eli Yacinth out of Statesville, North Carolina. Uh, he plays a mixture of jazz and blues, country, rock, R&B, and even a little big band. Um, I featured two of his songs. Uh, one's called I Feel Good Inside, and the other is called One More Night With You. Uh, if you like either of those, you can definitely find them wherever you stream stuff uh, in our conversation. We kind of just talked about uh, the usual stuff, just balance and work and school and music and creativity and all that. Uh, Eli splits time between Boston uh, and North Carolina where he goes to school and uh, he says there's a great house show scene up there and uh, definitely worth checking out if you yourself are in that area. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, definitely thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for tuning in wherever you are and uh, hopefully you yourself are doing good as we wind down summer. Uh, personal news and notes uh, we got two shows this weekend uh, today we'll be at Linganore Winery up in Mount Airy, Maryland it'll be 5 to 8 and then 2pm uh, tomorrow Saturday we are playing uh, Maryland Music Festival over in Catonsville, Maryland with our friends from Sunrider 9 Productions who are putting on the event there's like four stages and bands going all day so if you're in the Baltimore area definitely uh, think about coming out for that uh, yeah only last few things that I normally mention is that uh, there is merch for this podcast on the Shopify link in the episode description. Uh, also, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is the video side of things, and we're doing music videos around the DMV if you're in that area. And then uh, you can check out Truly Strings Guitar Shop based in Laurel, Maryland. It's where I take all my guitars, uh, especially when they're beat up after summer and i'll be seeing steven soon he's the luthier who runs the shop always does a kick-ass job and uh yeah definitely if you're in the laurel or uh dc baltimore area check out truly strings on instagram without uh, too much more rambling we'll get to the conversation with eli Yes, sir. Or Ellie Fett, but people call me Eli for short. Cool. Yes, and sir. I wasn't sure how to say your last name. Yeah, it's like Yasynth. Like uh, Yah and then synth like synthesizer. Gotcha. Makes more sense now. Yes, sir. Yes, cool. sir. Yeah, I was checking out your stuff on, on, the, <clears throat> on the internet, on Spotify and everywhere else, YouTube. Yeah. Got a cool sound. Very, very chill. It's Thank nice. you. Nothing against the uh, death metal or hardcore bands that I talk to, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's nice not to get blasted or yeah, yell at when someone sends you something. For sure. But um, I don't know. I talk to all kinds of people. It doesn't really, doesn't really seem to matter. I play music in the Baltimore, D.C. area, and okay, um, cool. 
I think you are down in North Carolina. I am, yeah. This year for the summer, I'm coming back up to Boston um, for my second year at school up there um, in September. Right on. My uh, my, my bass player is out of Baltimore, uh, Oliver Unger. I don't know if you know have heard of him. Uh, there's a good chance I cross paths or something. Or yeah. Maybe even have, like Facebook friends or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I came across you probably on Instagram. If mm-hmm. if I followed you there, it's usually where yeah. I find people, and um, no real rhyme or reason to it, other than sometimes I do kind of like look at a certain city and just see like what's going on. All people. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, something I'm trying to do more of too, like just like finding the scene in a new city, so key to like getting gigs and stuff. Yeah, to kind of look for it sometimes, see what's like what's pop and what's you know. The kind of stuff that you want to get into yeah pretty much it's obviously who you know in every city and it's usually like yeah you know a few people that kind of book shows and make stuff happen so yeah um seems like uh, north carolina has a cool scene from what people have told me i've only been down there just to kind of like drink and hang out but um yeah you, charlotte charlotte has a lot of stuff yeah you're in charlotte uh, Charlotte area. I, I'm from a little town called Statesville, North Carolina. Right on. Yes, sir. Yeah. So there, uh, there's spots to play in Charlotte, or in Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bars and stuff. It, it, like, I would say the majority of stuff I played has been in bars as opposed to like listening rooms. Although there are some cool yeah. listening rooms, medium-sized venues, and of course bigger venues like. Bank of America Stadium. I saw Snoop Dogg at PNC a few nights ago. Oh, nice. Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, that was an awesome show. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Wiz, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it looks like uh, you're... I, I know no one really likes classifying their genre or what they're doing, but, I mean, kind of looks like you got the, the smooth jazz, a little bit of like maybe big band influence, like kind of bluesy stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I always like, I never like claim to play jazz, but like a ton of jazz influence, hip hop, a lot of hip hop influence. And um, and it's, it's funny because like my recorded stuff is not at all like the live band. I feel like it's kind of two different things for me right now. Yeah. Although, although I want to release like the like some band takes soon, like with the guys that I've been playing with in Boston. Nice. So you're just going back and forth for school? Yeah. That's cool. And uh, originally from, uh, so originally from North Carolina, but going to school in Boston. Right. Yeah. Do you uh, play music both worlds, I imagine? Like, uh, uh, so- sorry? Do you play, uh, obviously, in both cities, I guess, when uh, on the weekends, right? I Here. do, yeah. And they're yeah. very different places, but <laughs> they're yeah. both out of there. They both have like different things that I like about playing in them. So, yeah, what do you think is uh, fun about Boston, and what's fun about Charlotte? Boston is the house house show scene, man. It's really? so, it's so like, it's just going on right now, like heavy. There's so yeah. many house shows, and I love the vibe of it because it'll be like basements, but they'll yeah. be packed, you know. And like, it's all these. It's also Boston's young. Boston has like 
there's over a hundred universities in Boston, so it's a very young city. Makes sense. Um, and um, but it's like it's so cool to be in these basements packed full of like college kids, and the energy is just there. Like it's a lot different than playing here, where like sometimes I have to fight to like, um, especially in Charlotte, it can get really corporate like really fast. Yeah. Um, some of the places that I play at, um. But it's like, yeah, in Boston, it's just that energy of the young people and, like, everybody's just there to have fun. And I like the smaller venues, too. I like small, packed venues as opposed to, like, in Charlotte, I'll play on a lot of lawns where, like, it's cool, but everybody's, like, 100 feet away from me or more. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, kind of, it's not as personal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes Makes total sense. I didn't know Boston was uh, crushing the house scene or house show scene right now. Oh, you should come up, man. I'll show you yeah. some venues. Like, it's really, it's it's cool. That's good intel to know. Yes, sir. Where we are, I feel like uh, there are a few. There's definitely some good ones, and I know what you mean. Like, I don't know if there's anything better than a good house show. I think I always have more fun, whether I'm playing or, like, just hanging out. Like, it's just more fun. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and also in Boston too, like some of these houses, like you'll get like different venues and stuff, but some of the venues up there, like house venues are doing it right, man. Like it's just like there's fans inside. There's one, Monkey Palace is one of my favorite uh, house show venues in Boston right now. Um, They have like all the lights set up, like smoke machine, like fans are just like, it's just, it's a great, it's great, man. They just, yeah. They do it the way it should be done, you know? I feel like That's, it's really easy to have a shitty house venue, which is a lot yeah. to be said for shitty house venues. I yeah. I feel like there's that's also, like, a, just a thing, <laughs> you know? Kind of has yeah. an aesthetic to it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, when you play out in Boston, do you still have a band? Or are you solo, or how does that work? So I just finished my first year at Berkeley, and... and uh, um and I, we actually didn't play very much but yeah i have a band up there um we only did maybe like three or four gigs this past year um but i have a band two horns trumpet uh trumpet sax nice. drummer um my piano player who's originally from boston peter ricardo jr is like a genius um on the keys uh, mm-hmm. oliver ungerhoff sang out of baltimore one of my favorite bassists in the world um Nice. And then Trey, Trey Tarzia, who's a, a guy here from um, from North Carolina, from Concord, uh, amazing drummer as well. Uh, he goes to Berkeley with me. So trying to add a trombone this year. I have some gigs lined up. Um, we're playing like MIT and Harvard uh, this year. So I'm really, I'm excited because I don't really feel like, like we just started playing at the tail end of this last year. Yeah. Just a few gigs. So I'm really excited to go in like, immediately playing shows and like building our audience are you going in as a sophomore junior senior yeah i guess i'm like i guess i'm like a in between (laughs) yeah because i did three years of community college here in north carolina before i went to berkeley right on Mm -hmm. the old double dip works well yes sir Um, how do you feel like uh your guys sound fits in up there like as a part of the tapestry of what's going on i i just love it man because it's like there's a lot of bands there's a lot of big bands in boston especially in back bay area around berkeley there's a lot of big bands 
But one of the things that I love about these guys is like not only the, just their like raw creative talent because they all they all have that like exceedingly, but like the thing is, and I always tell them I sound like a broken record, but it's like dynamics. Like for me, yeah, having a band that big, it's got to be dynamic. Like if we're just out there crashing and banging like the whole time, mm. I don't really feel like it serves. Uh, there's a time and place for that and a type of music like and I have respect for that, but at the same time for what I'm trying to do, it doesn't serve the music as well to do that. I want it to like flow and I want there to be highs and lows. And whenever we like really listen to each other and when when we've been like practicing a few times a week, which is one thing I love about my band in Boston, we get to practice more often, yeah. which kind of helps us lock in and do that. Like we'll really play off of each other. And these are these guys are all like, so, like these guys could all like just entertain a crowd on their own, just in their own right amazing musicians but when we like really lock in and we play as a unit i think it's like a really special thing and like i said there's a lot of big bands in boston but i don't know that there are a lot that are like listening the way that we do to each other um and uh i just think that makes for a really cool sound you're definitely preaching to the choir i've been (laughs) yeah i've been saying stuff like that my entire damn life and uh, i'm still saying it to this day and i will die on it I'll die on the hill. But, yeah, man. Um, like, I don't know. Yeah. I sound like a broken record, man. I tell them all the time. I'm like, before we play. And it's because it's not like, it's not just something that like, you say, okay, I'm going to do that. And then, no, it's like, you have to be actively like, I'm like, while we're playing guys, like we should be thinking about this. Like, yeah. it's an active thing that you have to do. Every song you think about the dynamics, like, where do you fit in? Like, the role that you play in the band how it is you know that what best serves the band as as a whole you know Um, and then the and these guys do like a great job of that um just like really make it easy for me i don't even have to play if i don't want to i can stop playing guitar and just sing if i you know still sounds great so i'm very fortunate and grateful Uh, i'm all about the subtleties like i always try to explain it to like to whoever i'm playing with like I don't think it's an ego thing. It's like you're saying before, it's serving the sound, like the band. So like, if someone should play louder, it's not egotistical for them to play louder at a certain point, but same goes for if they should be like quieter at a certain point. Right. It's like, you're just feeling it, you know? And like, I don't know. It's more yeah, about- Yeah, 100%. I would say it's the complete opposite of an ego thing because like, yeah, when you're really listening and like trying to serve that, the band as a whole it just sounds it just sounds better and then you sound better you know because you you sound better because you can actually be heard because your bandmates are listening to you and trying to fit into a space that you're not filling up already and like that that's the kind of sound that i'm going for and it can get like the thing is it can get messy fast like with such a big band i'm doing a show later this month with nine nine guys 10 piece band (laughs) yeah like that one i it's like it can it can get like just like jumbled up really fast you know with just noise and like we we definitely get excited like we're not um we're not exempt from that um but like it's just fun because it's those little moments like when i listen back it's those moments where i listen and i can tell that we're all like listening to each other that just make me happy man just sounds so good yeah that's cool i guess too what i I was curious about like when you play you were mentioning to younger crowds. I'm like 30, so like I don't 
feel like I always know what the kids are listening to. But, you know, back in mm. my day, it was always EDM. And so, like, anytime younger people are listening to, like, a band in particular, A, I'm happy, of course, but B, I'm also, like, interested in, like, what the genre kind of is and what genres are going well. And if, I, like I was asking earlier, if your sounds, if they're receptive to it or if there's another certain genre that seems to be doing really well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, definitely that electronic sound is doing well in Boston right now. There's a lot of like basement raves. Yeah. Um, I've been to, I've seen some really awesome DJs in, in Boston um, bringing a lot of their own influence into it. Um, but no, I think at least for the area that I'm in, um, and like I have not explored Boston nearly as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only been up there for that one school year, but um at least the area that i'm in it's a pretty standard like people are looking for live bands like live like pretty much similar instrumentation to what i have um Mm. not not always having horns but you do see horns a lot um it's just there's so many musicians you know like with berkeley you know being at berkeley it's like everybody has a band so there's like so much stuff going on um is it tough uh, sorry is it tough to get gigs you feel like or no well, I wouldn't say it's, like, really tough to get gigs. Like, you can just, if you have a, a venue, it's 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 kind of, like, tough to break into the scene, I guess, in a way, but also not. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of opportunity to play, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's easy to get, like, the type of gigs that you'd like to be playing um, right. off the bat. I don't know. For me, I got really lucky because I landed with some great people. Um, in my dorm and just in the community who were doing some cool stuff. Um, we did a, uh, one of the, the last shows that I did was in my dorm, uh, 270 Commonwealth, which is this old hotel from like 17 or 1800s. Um, Boston, Boston's like one of the oldest cities in the U.S., so I love the history there too, but um, we did a show in the basement. I'm actually about to release a track from that like tomorrow. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's hard to get gigs. No, not especially not if you're hungry for it. Like, there's so much opportunity to play. Um, now, I'm speaking from from the perspective of like being at a school that that really lends itself to that, and like they have a lot of uh, resources to to help you find gigs as well. So, um, I don't know if it'd be a similar experience where I come in into Boston uh, without any, you know, connections at school yeah. or anything like that. No, for sure. I mean, that sounds like the best of all possibilities, really. Sounds like you got it made there um, in that sense. I mean, I guess that's also the fun part about school and college and all that, too, is because you do get some built-in friends sometimes. Yeah, that's um, the thing is the community, man, because, like, yeah. cause, cause like, being in school, at least for me, I, I, not everybody's the same, and I'm, like, very grateful to be able to be there and to learn, but also can, like, wear you down a lot um creatively especially when when like music is being taught and standardized it can take a lot of creativity out of it and just like and also you just don't have as much energy as you normally would because well at least not if you're like trying to keep your grades up and stuff you know it's it takes a lot out of you um but um but yeah i would say like 100 percent I'm there for the community, for the people. I'm grateful to learn as much as I can along the way, but I feel like I would be learning regardless of whether I was there or not. 
Um, but I would definitely would not be surrounded by the amount of people and like a group of people as diverse as I am like yeah. being at this school. So Yeah, that's pretty rad. Um something else I was gonna mention or thought thought of. No, I forgot. Um It'll come to you, man. I've been sitting yeah. here doing the same thing. I just like But oh yeah, I was just gonna obviously ask your your field of study or your specific vocation maybe. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so my my official major is independent recording and production. Um yeah. which honestly was just kind of, I, I'm the we're the first class of this major and it's a subset of one of the biggest majors at Berkeley which is music production and engineering. It's uh like the head of music production and engineering is the also the head of uh, IRP yeah. uh, my major. But um, it's a little bit different. It's basically like MP&E, but we get less studio time. We get access to smaller studios. They're talking about taking away access to studios completely this year because it is because it is supposed to be about like the home studio route, which is really where the music industry is going anyways, because like everybody has a yeah. studio in their bedroom now. Um, but it's cool, yeah, because definitely um, production is something that I want to venture venture out with more. I want to produce for other people, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's not a bad way to make money, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. And I think I just would learn so much from it. Um, I can yeah. get, I think it'd be cool to play a part in somebody's music. Like, I don't really want to have any influence on them at all. But it's who I I do at the same time, like not not on their creativity necessarily, but just to like help them further whatever it is that they're already doing, you know. Yeah, um, the uh, Rick Rubin method, just kind of bring exactly the, bring the best out yeah, of people. One of my fa- yeah, one of my favorite producers. Yeah, I've been reading his book lately. I I love that book, man. Right. Nice. I just read it a few months ago. Yeah. You like it? Nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. Uh, I'm still in the middle of it. I'm kind of taking it slow. I, I'm one of those people like, oh yeah. I just take so long to digest stuff, and I feel like I need to like sit with it before I just read on. Yeah, it's like each chapter you kind of want to like ruminate on for a little while and yeah. rush through it. Right. I hate to say it in such a blunt way, but I guess it's like one of those good toilet readers where like yeah. stick up on top of the toilet because like. You don't want to spend a lot of time reading it, just enough time as yeah. it takes to, you know, drop a deuce and then you read a chapter and, like, think yeah. about it for the rest of the day. Yeah, and it's, like, I've I've been, like, I guess at first I was really looking at it to bring some sort of creativity out of me. And I, I would say it has, but, like, man, this summer I've been writing less music than I ever have. Dude, I have not been writing yeah. at all. But at the same time, I've been so creative. Um, I don't know. I've been I've been very creative in other ways, where like brainstorming about like what my mission is, like why I do what I do. Um, all those things have become much clearer to me, which makes it it's so nice because now like when I play live shows, I kind of there's like a purpose behind them, and I don't know. It just feels like a lot of things are coming together, even though I'm not currently writing a lot of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I that makes it nah it makes total sense at least from like i i play in a band as well and mm-hmm. i like to write songs so like sometimes you know for me it's always comes in ebbs and flows and spurts yeah uh, just, for sure sometimes i feel like writing a song for 
or just over the course of a few months, I'll feel more inclined to lean into whatever yeah. idea. But then for a few months, I'm just like, whatever. I don't feel like, I don't know. Also, or- like, all, um, all my music has been about a romantic interest. And, like, there you go. I'm trying to <laughs> shift away from that, honestly, because, yeah. like, I have so much more to say than, like, Oh, I love you so much. Like, yeah. like I have so much more to say. As as fun as that stuff is, and as as much as I mean everything I've said in my music thus far about um, you know these romantic interests, uh, I just feel so deeply about the world right now and about the way things are going. And like, I haven't really, I don't really feel like I've found my voice in that in that sector yet as far as like how i'm gonna put this in this song like what do i want to say how do i want to say it and i'm kind of just sitting back and letting things marinate (laughs) yeah what issues are you thinking most about lately um i don't know i guess it mostly it's mostly just people's like fear and unwillingness to like work together and like see past their own you know prejudice or whatever it may be um i just think the world's a really hostile place and people are afraid to have conversations that make them uncomfortable um or conversations with people they disagree with and i'm a very like a very very fierce advocate of radical love i think um as cheesy as it is love is the answer to a lot of the world's problems and um yeah people just gotta stop pointing fingers and just talk and and be okay with like disagree disagreeing and um and yeah and like also like extending love when it's really hard um even to people that like a lot of times the world says don't deserve love because of things that they've done or whatever it may be i just think if we continue that cycle of like it's a cycle of oppression and if we continue to do that um, it, it'll only stay the same. Um, so. Yeah. Probably lead to tyranny. But uh, yeah. the way I always look at it is you're either operating from a place of love or fear. It's pretty binary. And that's... Yeah. And if you're... Con- the more conscious you are of that, like, usually the better choice or action you're going to take. But... Right. I am curious um, if you've noticed at all any difference then uh, on that subject between, say... The north or the south as in boston or, or north carolina um yes everybody told me man because <laughs> i'm from the south dude like yeah. we say we say hi to everybody you see on the street hi hey hey, yeah. hey. how's it like everybody like and everybody was like oh they're gonna eat you alive up north <laughs> like they're yeah. so mean yeah yeah bro everyone has been so kind so nice I do, un- I do fully understand that I live in a pretty like affluent part of of Boston, um, yeah. which I'm sure plays a role in that sort of. I'm I haven't really ventured outside of that too much, but at least my my own experience with Boston has been very friendly. And um, while people don't say like you don't say hi to everybody you pass on the street, um, I've gotten into a lot of friendly conversations with strangers, um, a lot of houseless people in Boston. Um, and I definitely see a difference, man. I think the South is very polite, mm-hmm. um, but there's a difference between like being polite and being kind. Yeah. And um, I've, I have, I have to say that I've experienced far more um, sort of prejudice and hatefulness 
here in the South than I do when I'm in Boston, 100%. Um, also, like I said, I've only been in Boston for a year. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say I would say there's there's definitely there's definitely a difference. People are tend to be more frank up yeah. north, um, which I really prefer because I'm a radical honesty yeah. type person. Like, say what you feel, say what you mean. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I guess I noticed as well on your calendar that you do have a show coming up uh, before you go back to school, it looks like. Yeah, I do. Uh, it looks like August 25th. Yes, sir. I figured you might want to give that a quick, I don't know, shout out or something. Mention it. Yes. So it's going to be my uh, my last show before I go back up to school. Um, it's August 25th, well, last Friday of August, in downtown Statesville, North Carolina. Um, it's going to be a nine-man band, ten pieces. I count myself as two pieces because I play guitar and sing. But I'm going to have um, three horns, trombone, sax, trumpet. Um, my, my keyboardist, Peter Ricardo Jr., is coming down from Boston for that gig. Um going to have uh, bass, drums. um going to have uh, Jonah Horton, who's a mandolin player great jazz um soul uh he also i mean does like bluegrass and all that kind of stuff but he's just yeah amazing um mandolin player plays electric mandolin he'll be on that show and i'll have my friend tal goman from charlotte on aux percussion all the shakers and the the fun little little things i'll be on guitar and singing but yeah we're gonna um i have a really high energy set but i definitely plan to do some talking about like maybe some of the stuff that we discuss here just like how i feel about the world what my mission is um, what i'm about and i'm um, gonna share some originals with people um yeah and we've got sarah claire king uh old friend of mine who i grew up doing gigs with in the scene um she's gonna open that show well on the subject of talking during the set you know i'll always agree with that as well because one of my big soapbox things for the reason i like to play original music is i like to tell stories behind the songs yeah and for sure i've always thought that that seemed like an obvious thing to do prior to maybe even doing it myself and so since i noticed a lot of people don't especially bands that aren't big i think once you're a massive band you don't really need to sit up there if you're john mayer and tell a story about you know the bodies of wonderland but yeah um or maybe you do but People are going to like it no matter what you do. So when you're a new band or an unknown, I always feel like it's good to maybe tell the audience a little bit like about yourself or about the song or something just to kind of like help them help you. Like, I don't know. It's not that they don't want to be interested. You know what I mean? It is good, but it's not always easy. It just depends. Yeah. Like I have to, I, I tend to like overread the room really hard because like, when I'm in Charlotte, if I'm at a show where like not everyone's really paying attention to the music, like I'm so much more hesitant to like talk. Um, right. that it's something sense. I'm trying. It's something I'm trying to get over though because I don't really think I need to be like that. You know, I think I'm I, I'm pretty much always welcome to speak my piece. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this show definitely want to grab people's attention and like part of my mission lately, man, is just realizing that I can only do so much and I have so much love to give and I have so much energy to put towards, you know, trying to make the world a better place, even if it's just a small thing that I'm doing, but um, bringing people together, man, that's at that point, it becomes exponential, you know, cause like 
bring people together, then they have connections. They can do their thing. They can meet people. Um, so, so yeah, definitely excited for this show. Hoping to sell it out. Oh uh, yeah, what's the uh, what's the cap on the room? We got two fifty, two fifty in the room. So nice, I like it. Yeah, Lo- lofty goals, but hey, yeah, might be able to do it. We got like got one hundred and fifty reservations so far. So I'm I'm hoping that the last bit will be some new you know some new people who might not know my stuff. Hell yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well, maybe this I'll try try to obviously get this out before the uh, the show. So maybe do one more thing to throw up there on the old social media stuff. Yeah, and I really appreciate you having me, man. Sorry we played email tag so much, but <laughs> thanks for being patient with me and getting me on. Nah, you're good. If there's one thing I admire from doing this little project of mine is I admire persistence. You know? Yeah. Sometimes real. people email me once, and if I don't get back to them right away or if something happens, they, I don't hear from them again, which is fine. Like, people got busy lives. But obviously, I'm like anybody else. Like, the more you ping me, like, the more I'm like, oh, okay. I'll, exactly. I'll try to make it work, you know what I mean? I respect that. Yeah. So, um. But uh, I figure usually the last thing I ask about is like obviously what music you want on this. I usually do two songs. Um, so it looks like maybe one more night with you is is one of the more popular ones. But it doesn't yeah. have, have to be that. So it's up to you. Yeah, um, I love "I Feel Good Inside." I love that that song. Kind of more like hip hop style. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then also if you want, um, I can send you, uh, I can actually send you a track of the band if you want to play that. It's not on Spotify or anything, but I can send it, send it over to you. Yeah, Unless you right. just prefer something that's already out on Spotify. Nah, man, uh, whatever, it's your episode, so whatever you want on it. Okay, cool. Uh, so, All right. So I feel good inside, and then one more night with you. Um, or no, one. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a track. It's a Gary Clark Jr. song. It's a cover, okay. but yeah. It's called "If You Love Me," like you said. Right on. Any shout-outs on the recording process, either to, I guess you talked about the band, but um, maybe, maybe them, or maybe the recording studio, or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so this is the live the live show that we did um, in in Boston at 270 Commonwealth. Um, so definitely um, want to shout out my friend Noah from um, Secret Island. It's going to be a new a new um, house venue up in Boston that my friends are are putting together. He, he and some other friends, uh, Mason Brown and some other people. Um, Secret Island is it's going to be a cool place. We're going to do one of our first first big shows there back. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Dragon. Got to get the dog in the show. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, that should. That's pretty much what I normally got as far as trying to get a quick lowdown on, you know, what you're doing and what you're up to and where you're at. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't know if you have any last minute things on the agenda or shout outs that I didn't really like touch on, but. Uh, yeah, not off the top of my head, just uh, super grateful, appreciative of your time. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll cross paths one day. Maybe not. Maybe we will. Who knows? 
Um, yes, sir. I do try to put together little mini festivals for this podcast. People have been on. Try to get people in from out of town sometimes, you know. And yeah, all, let me know for sure. And I've been trying to get up to Boston in particular for a while because one of my uh, friends from the podcast, old pregame rituals, um, they're kind of like pop pump pop punk band up there we've been trying to put it mm-hmm. together a show for a while so yeah i'll definitely i'll um shoot you some instagrams of some good uh house venues Sweet. and uh if you're ever up there please let me know dude yeah definitely i'll come out yes sir all right well i'll probably uh email you or text you if i have any more like questions but it's pretty much all i got Alrighty, thanks so much, Brett. Alright, man. Oh, good one, dude. Peace. It's been Later. so long. I've been so high. Can't remember how it feels to lay my eyes on you. So, yeah, thanks to Ellie Fett for coming on the show. And thanks to you for listening. The song that you hear in the background is called One More Night with You. Later. I'd made my peace with solitude With an overwhelming list of useless things to do Late September breezes come with thoughts of you And I'm bound to slip set free pray to God that things are looking up for me but can I feed the flame a thousand miles away is it fading as we speak in six months time I'm on a flight I'm on my way but I've got so many complicated things to say what am I to do so far away from you? Am I bound to slip away? Hey, give me one, give me one, give me one more